Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Tune Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's another Tune Machine episode, of course, where we look back at a historical top 40 chart from the world of pop, as chosen for us by the uh, the random pop blob. Uh, what is it we've got to say before it tells us the chart? Random blob, open your gob. Open your gob. Tell, tell us, us how, how to, to do, do our job. Do our job. Pop job, if you like. And the chart that it's giving us this week is... 18th of February, 1987. Thank you very much, Random Pop Blob. That would have been my... That's my dad's birthday. Was it? 18th February. And on that day, Mm -hmm. he would have been celebrating, let's see now, his 47th birthday. Well, fancy that. So I don't know what he did. Um, but I like to think about it. Perhaps I like to think he went out to a disco and danced to some of the very tracks we were about to discuss. I would imagine he would have done, yes. Definitely, yeah. to celebrate his 40th, yeah. Uh, well, we have to... 47th? Sorry, 47th. 47th. I apologise. Yeah. We have to... Um, so that means he was born in the same year as John Lennon then, because John Lennon's birthday is about now. He's on the front cover of the mm-hmm. Radio Times this week. John Lennon at 80. So he's born 1940. So yeah, nineteen forty. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Just just before lockdown, we celebrated my dad's eightieth. Yeah, right. Was there any mention of John Lennon at the party? My dad met John Lennon once. Oh, but he he you know he won't have much good to say about him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's quite telling. All right, my enough. dad be like, yes, I met John Lennon yeah. once. He was an absolute asshole or <laughs> something like that. Quite a cunt. <laughs> yeah. Let's do the top 40 rundown, shall we? Uh, here we go. In at number 40, Bananarama, Trick of the Night. At 39, down from 26, it's Big Fun by the Gap Band. In at 38, Sam Moore and Lou Reed, Soul Man. Up from number 50 to 37. No, Good it's not to go. Up. It's a chart entry if it goes into the top oh, yeah, okay. 40 from outside right, the yeah. 40. Jesus. Right. Chart entry. At number 37, it's Gwen Guthrie with Good To Go Lover slash Outside In The Rain. John Henry at 36, Freddie Jackson. Have you ever loved somebody? <laughs> I have actually, Freddie. <laughs> Many people. 
I have, well, but uh, never again. At least what I have. Business not. isn't of yours anyway, Freddie Jackson. <laughs> not, I'd say. It's, it, it's a fool's errand falling in love. Just <laughs> pain all the way. I intend to avoid it at all costs going Dizzying forward. Dizzying highs followed by chaotic lows. Sickening lows. <laughs> 35. Up from 43. How many lies found out ballet? No, well, that fits in very well. It's a chart entry. Oh, yeah. Chart entry at 35. It's the Spandau Ballets with how many lies? How many lies exactly? Put a number to it. How many times have you got to be told to obey the laws of the chart, Sam? <laughs> Down at 34, UB40. They've got a rat in the kitchen. <laughs> at 33, it's a former number one, but it's down now from 23. Reet Petite, 1986 version by that boy, Jackie Wilson. Down to 32, Rosie Vela, Magic Smile. Oh. Down 10 places at 31, Surrender by the Swing Out Sisters. Down 14 to 30, Robbie Neville, C'est la vie. At 29, it's Forgotten Down by the Christians. <laughs> Down at 28, Alison Moyer asks, is this love? Hopefully not, Alison, because as I said earlier, if it is, uh, I wish you well, but you've got nothing but tears and you'll, heartache ahead of you'll you. You'll find yourself like Spandau Bolle asking how many lies. <laughs> now, here's a woman who's speaking my language at 27. It's Elkie Brooks. No more the fool. <laughs> Straight in at 26, the communards with You Are My World. At 25, it's the Duran Durans talking about the skin trade. Oh. Down 12 at 24, it's crime apologists, the Smiths, shoplifters of the world unite. <laughs> <laughs> at 23, it's a chart entry for Simply Red, the right thing. In at 22, Westworld, Sonic Boom Boy, this is how the future sounds. <laughs> Talking of the future, at 21, Timbuk 3, see what they did there? Yeah. Uh, say that the future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. <laughs> Down 12 at 20, Steve Silk Hurley, Jack Your Body. <laughs> Well, I'd love to, Steve, but... Uh, <laughs> That's got a probably bit what of a I'm tr- going to be doing to myself now that I'm not going to be falling in love anymore. Yeah. With my back, uh, you've got to be careful when you get to jacking your body my too hard. <laughs> uh, at 19, up 20 places, living up by mental as anything. <laughs> crazy guys, crazy song. Mental illness is funny. <laughs> It's 1987, guys. Lighten up. Up 12 and 18, Jets with Crush on You. At 17, the boys from Europe encourage you to rock the night. <laughs> Down to at 16, she's moved over from the world of curry to the world of pop. It's Vesta Williams, <laughs> once bitten, twice shy. It's old slow hand himself, Eric Clapton at 15 with Behind the Mask. <laughs> Up from 22 to 14, here's a woman I'd definitely go on. Carly Simon coming around again. <laughs> and if I did have Carly Simon round to my apartment in Guildford um, <laughs> after a night out, perhaps, the song that I'd play to her would be this one at number 13, Hot Chocolates, You Sexy Thing. Down 6 and 12, it's Taffy with I Love My Radio. At 11, down from 7, it's Michael Crawford and Sarah Brightman with The Music of the Night slash Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again. Up 8 at 10, level 42, The Bosses of the Charts. 
running in the family. Great Isle of Wight lads. Great guys. Enjoy my summers there. Often bump into Mark and the boys for a bit of coining in Shanklin. At number nine, it's five star with stay out of my life. Bold. Down three and eight, the blow monkeys. It doesn't have to be this way. At number seven, Randy Crawford, Almaz. Up three at six, man to man meets man parish with male stripper. <laughs> Is that a thing? I've never heard of such a thing. They must be joking. You don't want to go there, mate. <laughs> Number five, when a man loves a woman, Percy Sledge. It was out of the uh, advertisement that you might have seen on the television for denim trousers. trousers. (laughs) Buy trousers. American trousers. Not my cup of tea, but each to their own. Down two at number four, it's Pepsi and Shirley with heartache. At number three, it's backwards hair in hat lunatics. Curiosity killed the cat with down to earth. Down one or two, George Michael and Aretha Franklin with I Knew You Were Waiting for Me. Just to clarify, they put in brackets at the end, for me, as opposed to for a bus. (laughs) Or the start of the next sale. (laughs) And at number one, up 18 places. Also from an American trouser advert, which seems to be dominating the charts this week. Stand By Me by Ben E. King. That's your chart. Ben E. King, of course. Um, when you look at artists, pop artists who include a middle initial in their name, <laughs> um, hit Benny King or Marky Smith. Who do you think's better? Ah, uh, Marky Smith, obviously. Really? Is he the only? I would in- say Benny King. Benny King. There Marky was there was another Smith. one I can think of as well, but it was a, a kind of a pun a pun name. Yeah, uh, e. yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Not off the top of my head at the minute. Easy E. Easy E from NWA. Yeah. We can throw him into the mix. It wasn't the middle name, though, was it? Was no, there not yeah, because he's... Oh, that was, was it someone in the Bobby Socks? Bob E. Someone oh, in the yeah. Bobby Socks. Bob E. Socks. Bob E. Socks and the Bobby Socks. Was it? <laughs> I can't remember. I think that was a Phil Spector thing, so that's... He by was actually a middle murder. name. People didn't... People called him Easy E for short, but his actual ball name... Mm. Was Easy Edward E Johnson, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, uh, Easy E Johnson. Yeah, one of the ones that stood out there for me was uh, where is it? Mental as anything, number nineteen, going up twenty places with Live It Up. Mm. Uh, whenever I hear that song on the eighties channels that I sometimes listen to on the radio when I'm driving around, um, I, I'm always reminded of my friend from Twitter, Harry Flowers who's yeah. an alternative version of the lyrics there. Hey there, you with the sad face, come up to my place and wank me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I can hear now whenever I hear that song. That is very good. It is. Yeah, uh, I always enjoyed, uh, an old friend of mine used to always sing the Cranberry song. I mean, there's loads of these. We could go down a rabbit hole of these. But, uh, is this going to be zombie? <laughs> no, it wasn't oh, zombie. Right. It, it was, do you have to let it linger? Yeah. But they always sang, do you have to always finger? <laughs> do you have to, do you have to, do you have to always finger? <laughs> well, yes, because as we've tried to do on this podcast before, we're going to bring fingering back. You do have to finger if yeah. if you're a gentleman and a modern lover. Mm. Fingering is very much part of what the French call foreplay, <laughs> which might be unfamiliar to our British yeah. listeners. 
but Definitely. it's basic. It's basically a form of like warming up the yeah. lady before you know going straight. It's straight like in when that horrible noise an orchestra makes when it's tuning up before they start the actual <laughs> symphony. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's that's what four players. To it's like tuning an last. instrument. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Or cleaning out the thing in the corner that where that spit all gathers up. Mm. You, you clean that out, don't you? It's got a little thing that you lift Yeah, off. I mean, there is, and there is very often spit involved in this process. <laughs> like I say, it's very popular in France. Some people do do it here um, yeah. and in other countries. It's mainly French. It's, it's a French one of those invention. things that has come across the channel. Um, it has, yeah. Like pastries. Like, like, and things like you'll that. You'll get pastries, yeah. But, but you'll get them, you know, Vanessa Paradis, she had a yeah. couple of hits. Daft Punk. Yeah. That translates well, doesn't it? transition like horse meat. No, um, yeah. And and also um, pooing in the shower, which the, the French shower, do. That's a, that's a French yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, fingering, like you say. <laughs> fingering has made the transition, yeah. If you don't know what it is, um, we won't go into detail here. We've got a separate um, sex podcast, <laughs> which is coming soon, which is just entirely devoted to sex We've technique got a, a, advice. A mini series coming up soon, all about fingering. Is <laughs> yeah, well, it's general sex, but it will mainly focus on fingering. So, but look it up and g- give it a go. Give it, give a, it go. a go. You, m- you never what, know. What, nothing ventured, nothing gained. You know what I mean? Exactly. No, it's no like everything can be done. It's like, you know, a lot of people started baking bread in lockdown, didn't they? Give it yeah. a go. Yeah, there's more baking bread than fingering went on. And that's probably wrong. All that time you were kneading dough, you could have been kneading your... Which is... What do you call it? Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, um, or, or American trousers. American trousers loom large in this chart, don't they? They do, you've got yeah. you Percy Sledge at number five, and you've got Benny King. They obviously both come out the same week. So it must have been a joint mm. campaign. Do you remember either of the adverts that those songs? I remember the Percy Sledge one quite well. What was that about? Because I've had a couple of them. Was, I couldn't remember the, either of them. The, these were the first, like, like the first one was obviously heard it through the grapevine, which is the most famous American trouser advert. Yeah, when it came, they were really good. And then they followed that. That was in 1986, and then they followed it up with. Um, <clears throat> With these, with these two, and I don't remember well, the Benny King. Reed re- Petit, no- Reed Petit's in the chat as well by Jackie Wilson. That was an advert for Plasticine, wasn't it? Well, no. Was it well, not? it must have been. It must have been. <laughs> it must have been in an advert. If not, why was it in the? Why no, was it suddenly? It was. Out? I think it was just that that um, that video they made for it with the Plasticine Jackie Wilson, which Arbor yeah, Animations yeah. had made. It was a fucking great video. I think it was video. just on, on the back of that. I don't know why. And it wasn't it out. joint number one the previous <clears throat> Christmas with the House Martins' Caravan of Love? It can't be joint number one. What? what? Well, look it up, mate. It's quite Wait, a famous it? incident of what happened because there was a big, very tight race for Christmas number one, 1986. Um, I'm sure I saw a thing about it recently, you know, Top of the Pops, 1986 something, and they had a very close race, and when it got to Christmas Day, they had sold... It, I think they'd sold the exact same number of records. No, they hadn't. You can't have a joint number one. I'm not having that. You're imagining it. What you're thinking of is when God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols only got a number two, when in fact it should have been number one in the week of the Jubilee, 1977. Just going to... 1986. Christmas number one. I mean, I'm not denying it was close. It might well have been. It was Reet Petit, Jackie Wilson. Yeah. House Martins were number one the week before, weren't they? Or was it the week after? Oh, okay. Okay. 
Alright. But Reed Petit was still in this chart and the house martins are nowhere to be seen. Caravan they Lover just, dropped they, like they a sack of shit. Out. They crashed out. Yeah. Um, but it was it, obviously Reed Petit's a great song and it was a fucking great video. Uh, but it, yeah, the, what what it was was I interviewed the bloke once about those the bloke who made those Levi's adverts, and he reckons he reckons mm. that you know bringing back like that in punk in the punk era mm. because the whole kind of anything that went before is shit and it's your dad's music that yeah. even it people thought that was just like prog rock and that sort of shit but actually extended to everything including old soul yeah so even soul records people were like fuck my fuck off i want to listen to the clash i'm gonna gob on you i'm, I'm gonna, gonna listen to x-ray own. specs fuck you yeah. I'm, I'm gonna put fucking food dye in my head in my hair and then spit at people i hate marvin gay right <laughs> <laughs> And they thought, okay, people have had enough of that now. Mm. And he went, there was genuinely like a bit of a generation who'd sort of come of age in the kind of punk, post-punk era yeah. who hadn't really been exposed to all those classics. Yeah. He said, so when they when they started just picking them up quite cheap, they were available fairly cheaply to yeah. use on the ad, They um, people went mad because it was like, fucking hell, this, this is like, you know, yeah. heard it through the grapevine is arguably the best song ever. A lot of people would make a strong argument for yeah. that. A lot of people say that. And you're like, fucking hell, what's this? And so it, and so it brought it back and made Motown a huge amount of money mm. because they were suddenly reselling all these records. They were all going number one. So suddenly selecting which the next Levi's song was mm. was like a massive deal. Whereas before they just had an idea for an ad and then the last thing they decided was, oh, what song should we stick over the top of it? Yeah. Then it became... Before they'd thought of the ad, what song are we going to do for the next and then ad? Design the ad around it and make it like a 60 second mini yeah. drama sort of thing. Jalapeno. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jalapeno. And when a man loves a woman. I remember that. I don't remember the one that was um, Stand By Me, but I remember when A Man Loves a Woman because I think that was, there was one f- where there, it, yeah, it was like something to do with a a, a soldier he coming got, back yeah, from like, the war. Yeah, he'd gone off to do his soldiering. Uh, yeah. He'd gone on the soldier bus and he handed yeah. the package to his to his lass before yeah. he went off and then she went Here's home. Here's my trousers yeah. to remember me by. I want to kick my trousers. And then she goes home yeah. and you just see her dress fall to the floor and you think, whoa, and then, then she's, she's on the bed pulling the trousers <laughs> on and then she has a wank 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. She fingers herself. With these American trousers on. <laughs> yeah. And then it was it was a phenomenal. Women were going out buying the American trousers and fingering themselves off. And, yeah. Get yourself a pair of these strides and have a wank. You'll never look back. <laughs> That's Levi's. the underlying message in this advert. Levi's since 1862. The overlying <laughs> message is buy American trousers. The underlying message is go over and have a wank. <laughs> if you're on your own... <laughs> It might fucking chill you out a bit and the, cheer you up and all. The underlying message is, right, it's 1987, there's fucking AIDS everywhere, stay safe, have a wank with your American yeah, trousers that, on. That would have been a better fucking message to stop AIDS. Yeah, have a wank. Just chill out and have a wank. Stay safe, have a wank, yeah. The Benny King one, I looked at this as well, the Stand By Me one, was uh, the nightclub doorman sign and it says no blue jeans. Oh, and the and fella he's tries black to get jeans. in, and then the other fellow with the black jeans gets in, and the doorman sort of grimaces a bit, like "Oh, he got oh. past my my with rule. your fucking black yeah. jeans, fucking cunt." Yeah, don't worry. I, I mean that. I'll that kick him in the mine. fucking head on the way out. Yeah, I'll fucking do him in the box. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait till he goes for a piss, then I'll fucking say that I saw him doing coke and kick his face in. <laughs> Because <laughs> of course that was uh, that was the bouncer way back then. That's what bouncers did. Yeah. Um, the uh, black jeans were quite a big. I mean, when I saw black Levi's in that advert, I was like, "What the fuck's this?" Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a big thing. But they did. Then, it? They, they did. <clears throat> I don't know about your kids' schools, but my kids' school is psychopathic about uniform. I think I mean, they all are it, now. Yeah. It drives me fucking mad. It is pathetic and lampard nonsense. What are you trying you to say? You must have the correct laces. If not, you should be sent home. Laces? Or put in isolation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely horrendous and pathetic, the whole thing. But she goes to the same school that I went to. Yeah. And when I was there, um, I actually liked the school uniform to the extent that it probably still influences the way I dress today. <laughs> That's really weird. You dress like a schoolboy. It was navy. Yeah, well I kind of do, but Informal it was navy settings. and and it was pretty relaxed. And I remember I used, the reason I'm talking about it was uh you could wear black jeans. Mm. So I got a pair of black jeans, then I could wear a na- a plain navy sweatshirt and I could wear black trainers. That's not bad. I'd go out like that out of choice. I'm trying to think what we would wear because it, it probably was quite lax as well. I think we were, we would probably be wearing steer pressed, black steer pressed rather yeah. than your traditional school trousers with the, the yeah. pleats down the middle. Yeah, but, yeah, the um, nylon ones. Yeah, there was a bit of um, that start a... to smell quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about trainers. Or I don't think we were out to wear trainers. I can't remember. Oh yeah, it was all kickers and pods when oh, I was. Yeah. At school, so that's what everybody had. You either had a pair of kickers or a pair of pods, but you ought to follow the uh, the colour rules for the school. Yeah, well, we were all quite keen on looking like the rappers. The rappers. When I was well, you're slightly younger than me, so it's a, even just that uh, three-year difference. Yeah, um, yeah, things change quick. So we were we were really into looking like the rappers. The rappers so I'd so I'd them. wear trainers. Yeah. yeah, some some black trainers. Big trainers like, with like big. Like the tongue sticking out the with top the tongue them. sticking out, <laughs> and the baggiest black jeans I could find. <laughs> no, mother, don't get them in the right size, you stupid cat. 
now. That's not how easy he wears them in the in the NWAs. Here. Get them four to five sizes too big. Here, mother, here's a photograph of Tone Loke. Now, I would like to go to school looking like him, so please replicate this uniform for me. <laughs> Take this picture to the shop. Get me some running shoes with large tongues and a pair of excessively large American trousers in black. <laughs> also, get me one of the following baseball caps. <laughs> Go to the American trouser store. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, of course, well we got done, all Levi's. our jeans. All our jeans in this part of the world we got from a shop called Geordie Jeans, which existed. Ah! Have you seen the Shooting Stars advert for Jordan yeah, Jeans? That, yeah, I thought spoof? that was just something they, no, they made up. That was a chain store in the Geordie Jeans. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, so uh, what were Geordie? But it wasn't a brand, right? They sold just recognised brands. I think they, they, I think they probably sold high end, expensive jeans, but they also sold like generic cheap jeans as well. Yeah, yeah. Which they'll, they'll have either not manufactured, but they'll have had imported from somewhere. Because you used it, that was where you got your cheap jeans, was from Geordie Jeans. But it had this kind of like coolness about it as well. Yeah, Geordie Jeans yeah. was a thing. There, in those days, it was mainly like you had Levi's, Wranglers, yeah. and Lee Jeans, didn't you? That was it. That was the holy trinity of jeans. There it was, yeah. <laughs> I, I had lo- loads of Levi's. I think I had Lee. I don't think I've ever owned a pair of Wranglers, mind you. I think I will have done at some point. Just for a change of scenery, change of yeah. jeans scenery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to mix it up once in a while. You're right. You have. So that's not, American your, trousers. Your, your, your jeans life can just really become stale quite easily. Yeah. I remember. Uh, being, I remember being pissed off by this infiltration of old songs into the charts because it, mm. I was all about. I mean, I, I quite like the songs, but I was all the about what edge. was new and what was cutting edge. Yeah, and that fucked me off that the charts were being clogged up with all these. I mean, cover versions came along as well. There was loads of cover versions at the time as well, wasn't there? there was yeah, there was. A, this was the sort of post-pop um, of the early 80s, mid-80s. The classic, eight, yeah. Well, I, when, I when, think that 87 yeah. is when what I think of and what we discuss as, like, the 80s. Mm. I kind of think in 87... I mean, there's I don't see any Stock Aitken and Walkman in this chart, but it was just around the corner. Yeah. And it and and the sort of eighties that was dominated by bands like Duran Duran, Spandau Ballet, Wham, and yeah, I mean, they, you know the other ones, gone, the Behemoths, serious, and they'd all fucking gone off their heads on coke yeah, by I that mean, point, hadn't they? Duran Duran and Spandau are in this chart, but in the you know a few a couple of years beforehand they would have been number one and two because anything yeah. they released would have been huge, and we're sort of past that classic phase of 80s pop in 87 and sometimes when you, you're between phases you get weird phenomena that kind yeah. of fill the gaps like not much like, yeah, like this, this nostalgia Acid House is kind of just coming along or house music because Jack Your Body is a number 20 yeah. because that had been number one for ages so house music was just coming into things Um, I mean Skin Trade by Duran Duran probably my favourite single by them it's a fucking great song they did that I don't think I know that song they did well, I'd with, know it if I heard you it will properly. Do. But, you will do. They did mm. it with Nile Rodgers on their Oh, yeah, he did a few songs album. with them, didn't he? So, so they yeah. had a, a bit of credibility. What was it, Spando Ballet in at 35 with How Many Lies? No recollection of that whatsoever. How many lies exactly do you intend to tell? This is probably when they've fallen out with each other. These songs are probably about 
the crumbling relationship. Yeah, Gary Kemp has written yeah. that. I've written a song. I want you all to listen to it very carefully. About the, the number of lies that someone called Tony, no. who shall remain nameless, <laughs> has no told names. to the rest of us. <laughs> so, um, so we've done American Trousers. Number two, George Michael and Aretha Franklin. I knew you were with oh, me. What a track. Um, what? I mean... A track. We we sang I mean, this, didn't we, on stage on our very first ever live first, performance? In our first ever live show, yeah. Um, I think I've video, got a video, of that. video exists. I still haven't seen the video. Is yeah, there a reason I mean, why I haven't seen the video? Have you been keeping it from no, me? No, I, I'd love to send it. I mean, my wife, who is the only, and I'm sure it'll be the first and does, the last does, time. Oh, does, no, hang on. She did that, see us at Leicester Square. Does your Square. wife own the rights to it? Is that why I haven't seen it? Do I have to... She did. She filmed it, but she said it was the worst thing she'd ever seen. But right. she was very specific that she was talking about my performance. She burned the tips. <laughs> well, you're quite, you know, you're regarded as a good singer. People who don't understand well, expressive performances think that I am not a good singer. I think that's just a one of the podcast those... community. I don't think I'm a good singer in the realms of like Benny King and and Percy Sledge. Well, okay, but but uh, yeah, amongst podcasters, you're one of the top singers. I think I am, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone could deny that. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I would say that I have a, a style that some people find difficult. Right. But that's just like some people might find, um, I don't know, Bob Dylan. Yeah, Bob Dylan exactly. had a very distinctive style. And like free jazz, that sort of thing. A lot of people to the untuned, untrained ear, that kind of thing is unlistenable, that- but... You know, Some people just don't get it. Yeah, and yeah, one it. of those people is my wife, your, your good who wife. said it was the worst thing she'd ever seen when we sang that. Uh, mm. I, you sang the Aretha bit and I sang the George bit. I thought we did. I thought it was good. but Did she um, not feel as though you were singing it to her, perhaps? Or, I mean, well, that's you know, what makes it even more upsetting to me. Is that I got up song. on that stage. She was in the front row. I sang I Knew You Were Waiting, brackets, yeah, for me. For me. And she threw it back in my face by saying that was shit and awful and I cringed all the way through oh. every time you opened your stupid, ugly mouth. No, was she didn't say that. Her, her eyes said that, though. Yeah. I forgot which one of us was George and which was Aretha. I was George. And I, because I specifically asked to be George because I've always thought I can do quite a good George impression, mm. singing-wise. But when you're doing it in a live situation, first of all, I had nerves. Yeah. Uh, second, second of all, I belt it out. I, my problem is I try to sing too loudly right. because I forget about forget. the fact that you have a microphone. <laughs> Amplification technology. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that's what ruins it. But anyway, enough of our performance. This song, I suppose, this is tied into the return of old music to the charts because yeah. again, Aretha Franklin, part of the same sort of vibe, and George Michael's like, hey, I fucking know what to do here. <laughs> But there's a story about this. I can't remember. It's in the brilliant book, which we've definitely discussed before by Simon Napier-Bell about being yeah. Wham's manager in the 80s yeah. and then being at the Grammys and him suggesting to the manager of Aretha Franklin, but she also managed, he also managed, I think it was Whitney. Right. And he said, we've got, and Whitney and George had both won big that level, year. I think, yeah, yeah. In 86. And I think Simon Napier-Bell had said, we need to get them to do a song together. Mm. And the bloke said, well, no, we're never going to get that done with Whitney. But how about he does one with Aretha? And, of course, George was more into that. Of course, yeah. Than, than the idea of Whitney. Did they, they never met, did they? They recorded their parts separately. And they separate separate really? the videos. Well, I don't think they ever met. 
Well, not at least That's during amazing. recording of this, anyway. Yeah. Well, they do a fucking they're, great they're job. Both dead and in heaven, singing so away can't. with each other in in top a, heaven. No, they. I reckon they still don't even see each other in heaven. Do you reckon? Because it's just, just a thing now. It, it's just awkward. Because it's just it's it's a thing they do. You know, you leave something too long. It's like when you see someone you know on a bus or a train. Yeah. And if you don't say hello straight away. Mm. then after that it just becomes awkward yeah. to and say hello at all so it, 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 yeah, yeah. you might have been on the same train for an hour and by that time you kind of or if they do say hello you have to go pretend you've been asleep. oh god have you been here that whole time yeah. oh I've been asleep <laughs> I need my eyes testing <laughs> I have been ignoring you <laughs> that's what you're thinking I've just been asleep so- oh didn't I tell you I'm blind <laughs> I think Aretha had just died as well when we did our tribute song. That would have been why we did it, yeah. Yeah, probably. A, a fitting tribute to one of the greats. Yeah, she would have been smiling down yeah, on us. Yeah, of course she would have. She was. Because remember, laugh. we've talked before about our our podcast is extremely popular among ghosts. Of course it is. Yeah, massive up there. Number one, number one podcast in the ghost community. Among the ghost community, indeed. Um, yeah, in got- the ghost community. Do you know, you know, Shag Married Annoyed, mm-hmm. right? Which I Massive often see as number, yeah. N- n- yeah, number one in the, what I can only imagine, the entirely fixed iTunes podcast yeah. charts. I imagine it is, yeah. In heaven, the ghosts have barely heard of it. Just not, not their cup of tea. Yeah. Not interested. Not Whereas this. Shag Married Annoyed, fucking shit married bullshit more like. <laughs> That's the ghost speaking. Yeah. I think it's great, but the ghosts oh, yeah. Yeah. don't like it. Yeah, but they love us. They absolutely love us. I love I love it when they do their characters. I love it when they talk about, you know, drinking tea and that. It's just so funny. I mean, they've started to repeat themselves quite a bit recently, but yeah, that's all right. I don't go back and listen to the old ones much, so I don't mind it when they keep bringing up stuff they've said before. People say they do the same. They've only got one voice and they do it for every character. But I don't know. It's that. I think they're very versatile. I think it's an effective voice anyway. I don't mind it. <laughs> if it's, if it, I mean, there's one thing I've learned in the ghost world. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> That's the old point of being a ghost. Everything stays the same forever. So you you know, don't I'm all right with it. You stay the age you were when you died. <laughs> Right, we'll leave it there. We've got loads more to cover in this chart, so it's going to be at least a two-part or three-parter, because, I mean, Pepsi and Shirley, we haven't touched upon yet. We were too busy talking about uh, wanking at the beginning. Um, Yeah, and it doesn't have to be this way. A classic by the Blow Monkeys at number eight. We've got so much more in this top 40 to to look at. We'll do that in a couple of weeks. And at number 10, little heads up, Random Family, level 42, there is going to be some serious Isle of Wight chat if I've got anything to do with well, it. So I'll, I'll just sit back and let you get on with that then. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, two weeks from now, I think there'll be another one of these and we'll have another look at 18th of February, 1987. Thank you for listening. Uh, TTF Endicads. Just rest.
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 